right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hi everyone, Alexis Brooks here from Higher Journeys. I am so delighted and excited that you decided to join me today for what I know will be a fabulous show that you're certainly going to enjoy. I know I will because we're going to have back Julia Cannon. That's right. That's the daughter of the late, great, pioneering Dolores Cannon. Julia and I have talked about many things over the years, and I don't know that we can uh, necessarily uh, discover anything new, but rather go deeper into some of the areas that we've covered in the last couple uh, shows that we've had her on and also conversations that we've had offline. But I really want to dig in today to this idea of energy manipulation and how we are being affected by energy these days. We know that there is a lot going on and particularly for the sensitives out there, also known as empaths, they're, they're getting bombarded with a lot of different types of energy, often manifesting uh, as physical symptoms. So I want to pick Julia's brain on that. What are your thoughts, Julia, on what is happening and moreover, what can we do, if at all, to mitigate some of the things that are plaguing us right now? I think that will lead naturally into a discussion about Dolores Cannon's wonderful method that she developed and refined called quantum healing hypnosis technique, also known as QHHT. I want to go into that a bit more. It's becoming extraordinarily popular, not only to receive the technique as a client, but people that are looking to train in this area. and I don't think it's an accident that it's surging right now. So I really want to talk about that, dig into that uh, a bit more. I also want to go into the idea of what Dolores Cannon has referred to as backdrop people. Now, I know we've touched on this, uh, I believe, in our first show that we did. I'll make sure to have a link for you so you can check that out with Julia. Uh, But I want to go into that a bit more. And so what we're going to do is reserve that for our members only after show on Patreon. So we certainly hope that you'll join us uh, for that over there. So we've got a lot of territory to cover. And I tell you what, you know, I don't think I'm going to have any notes today. I think we just need to let this conversation go. And I will give you a little hint as how, how I start each and every show by saying, dearest, dearest, greatest spirit, please let this conversation go where it needs to go for the highest good of all involved. Namaste. Enough said. Now on with the show. Journeyers, welcome to the show. Now, listen. I think it's been probably the last three or four shows, Julia Cannon, that uh, I, I've just decided, let's just flow into the conversation. No need to have a, y'all have heard the intro at this point, formalizing uh, our conversation with Julia, but I think it's just important to kind of flow into conversation these days and keep it in the flow. And that's what we're doing today with my guest, third time on the show, Julia Cannon. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alexis. I'm so honored to be here again. <laughs> it's oh, always so much fun. The honor and pleasure <laughs> is mine. And journeyers, I can tell you, we've had this on the books for probably about a month now to, to have Julia back on. And I said to myself, oh, I've got so many things I want to ask Julia, some of which we, we're going to keep off the record. I told her I wanted to cry on her shoulder a little bit because, you know, stuff's still wonky, right? I'm far from perfect. So we've all been sort of traversing the emotional roller coaster. And Mm -hmm. Julia is just such a wonderful uh, energy to be around, even virtually. So I appreciate you and your being there for all of us. So on with the conversation, y'all, we're talking about energy. We're talking about energy. 
I've used the term manipulation. I don't know if that's the right word or not. I want to just have a general conversation about the energy surges that people are having and reporting now. In yeah, some cases, let, hmm. let's use a more positive word. Manipulation to okay. me has a little bit of a negative connotation. They're like, I'm going to get you with whatever. I don't know. It's something weird. And so, although that is what we're here to do, that's one of our things that we came here to learn was how to manipulate energy. <laughs> so, right. I'm, that is it, but manipulate means use and utilize. Okay, let's use it in that tone rather than giving it any kind, because I just don't want any kind of a negative thing to be. Fair enough. Yeah, some people do things that aren't so positive with energy. Right. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> so. I'll tell you the reason why that term came to mind is more, I want to talk about both because energy is everywhere and mm -hmm. what we're the source of moving it or it's being moved. Our energy is being moved by other factors. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Look, I'm getting a lot of emails and comments from journeyers who are talking about being really stressed out and feeling a surge of energy, almost feeling like something is moving their energy, not always in a great way. So where this, the, the term manipulation does have a negative connotation. I do want to address mm -hmm. the the, the sort of stress that people are feeling in that regard, but also conversely, let's talk about how we have the ability to positively mm -hmm. move and uh, uh, move, move energy. Can I ask if I can get a little bit more information um, when you say they're feeling surges and uh, feel like their energy is being moved I, can you explain that a little bit further so I have a better understanding? Only, only to the extent that they've uh, explained it to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, people are using terms like I'm feeling extremely emotionally challenged. I'm trying to think of some of the terms that were used. Dealing with challenges, I'm feeling as if I'm carrying uh, heavy energy during dark days, feeling lost. And the term energy has come up on several occasions, meaning that they're feeling as if something is affecting their own energy pattern and they feel kind of out of control. Okay. Okay. See, that was a key word, feeling like something is affecting their energy pattern. Hmm. That's a huge key component there. That means it's not your energy if it's feeling like that. Okay. And that's like number one to recognize is, is this my energy or is this something else? Is this not my energy? And when it's not your energy, you can let it go. Just recognize it. I mean, Alexis and I were talking earlier about empaths and how this is, this, these are some challenging times if you're empathic and you can feel all this stuff from all these other people. And understandably so, things are chaotic out there. And so there's a lot of crazy energy going on out there from people. There might be some directed things, but let's just put those aside for a minute because let's just look at just the, in general what's going on. And there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of just the chaos in general and people are feeling lost. So you probably are picking up on those energies, those vibrations of other people. But if you can recognize that that's not mine, I feel lost, but I'm fine. I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense. It's not my energy. See, then you're making a distinction and that's huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge to make that distinction between your energy and everything else. Absolutely. Because once you do that, now you can let the other, you have a classification for it, really, if nothing else. And then your next step is just to let it go. And what I would always do, now people have varying ideas on this, you know, but 
my thing was I would just send it back to the to the sender. You know, I I don't want to choose to receive that. It's not mine. Send it back. You said something so important. And just today I posted on Facebook that I'd be speaking with Julia and that we would be talking about uh, the the idea of energy mm-hmm. manipulation or movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the very thing that I brought up or the question that I posed to my Facebook group is asking the question if it's yours. And I could not agree more. Mm-hmm. And I said, I promise that I'm going to work on and maybe Julia and I together can work on a for, not a formula, but a process for meeting out. How do we determine? I'm clear, that particularly for empathic people, that we're picking up and perhaps a res, starting to resonate with a certain emotional pattern that may not be ours. I think that happens all the time. The question is, how do we determine mm-hmm. whether it's ours or not? And I think it's kind yeah. of a two-step process. Do you have any advice on that? Yeah, I mean, this is someone told me this early on when I was starting to develop and I was, I mean, I'll just, I was calling psychics all the time. What's going on? I don't mm-hmm. understand. And, and they're like, okay, hun, here's metaphysics 101. <laughs> you got to know this before you go any further, but this is standard. This is what happens. You have to know there's your energy and there's everybody else's energy and you know what your energy feels like. See, so that's number one, you know it. So there's determining is, is knowing your energy. Well, you know your energy. You live with yourself 24-7, 365 days a year. I mean, you know your energy. So if something isn't, doesn't feel like it, then that's not yours. It's really simple. It's not to be made complicated. It's mm-hmm. simple. You know your energy. And that's a trust in yourself. See, so much in our world wants us to stop trusting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Agreed. wants us to forget that we are the the main caretakers of our systems and our our body ourselves we know ourselves better than anybody else does so don't forget that please trust that you know you you know your energy you know what makes you tick you know those inner workings of you so if this is something that's not sinking and doesn't jive with you then it's not yours this brings on a I'm not going to say I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Julia, but this brings on a whole nother layer of question. I'm concerned about the number of people that don't know who they are, that have spent so much time adapting to expectations of what other people want them to be, that in the process, they lose themselves. Hence the reason why. Right. So isn't that kind of what this whole thing that's been going on? Hasn't it been calling for people to go inside? Absolutely. To know themselves. That is probably why. So that, you know, know thyself. Know thyself. Mm -hmm. Not someone else. That's number one. Yeah. Know thyself and be authentic to you. You came here for a reason. Nobody else is you. Be you. Absolutely. I agree. There are a lot of variables to that. It's I don't think it, it it's a simple mantra, but it can take a lifetime to really unfurl those layers mm-hmm. of who we thought we were versus who we are. That's why this has been a crash course this last year. Now yeah. we're going to have it's it's a crash course. Sometimes it can take a whole lifetime, but we're it's like we don't have lifetimes to do that now. Pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do it now. Boom. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if you've had some things going on that are just feeling excessive and it's like, you know, maybe you're getting different situations and some of your other people that you know, they're not getting it quite so hard. It means 
This is something that you are calling for yourself to get you in this crash course to really, it's a pressure cooker time to get to know thyself. It means who knows? I mean, I don't know what your life course is. I don't know what's going on in it, but maybe you've gotten off track. Maybe you're just over here and you had to get put over here and that you will do that to yourself. I don't know. I think we talked about this before, didn't we, Alexis, about um, a little bit about us. Like you had some life situations. I've had life situations where it's like it puts you in a place where you have to get things going in a different direction. You have to do things. And it, it, it on the surface or at the time, it looks like it's really traumatic. It looks really bad. It looks like it's something very negative. Why is the world out to get me kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. but it was stuff that you, like in my situation, these were things that I created to get myself in a certain place. I, because of the events that happened, I, I mean, I wouldn't change a thing because that's when I learned the most about my spiritual growth. That's where I grew the most. That's where all of this really started taking shape and formation and got me moving in the direction that mm -hmm. I was. So I feel the need to ask and look directly at the camera and ask those watching and listening, uh, how are you dealing with this? Do, do you feel that this time has been, at one point, Julia, I was using the term litmus test. I don't know that I want to use that term, mm -hmm. uh, at least not in isolation, but do you feel that this period of time, never mind what we are seeing on the physical level, do you feel that this has been the, a crash course for you? And if so, have you uh, approached it as such to, with the intention of passing it with flying colors? Uh, I think that is an important question we have to mm -hmm. ask ourselves. Well, We've been given what have you learned from this? Yeah, what have you learned from this? What have you learned from this? Everything is an experience. And so what to be learned from? That's why we create it. Now here, this is something on a global level that's been created. We have a hand in it. We're all creating this. This is a, mm. a big deal. We're all in this consciousness, connectedness and everything and, and creating this for a purpose. Maybe it's to get us all into this uh, other place within ourselves, you know, get us deep within knowing that we are our own true source. That's we are the strength. We are the power. It's not all out here. Nothing has power over us if we don't let it. If, if we, we don't, don't let it. And yet so many mm -hmm. people are allowing mm -hmm. it. And I think that's how all of this is continuing to mm -hmm. sort of self-perpetuate. Right. Mm -hmm. When we were off air, we were talking about all sorts of things, uh, not the least of which is your mom's mm -hmm. hypothesis about the new earth. And I, I know we've talked about uh, some of these things before on the show, you and I, Julia, yeah. but none of this gets old. As I watch the days and the weeks and the months unfold, and I go back to your mom's adamancy about this idea of a bifurcation of the planet, mm -hmm. a new planet forming, she felt, I think, physically, including the people that would occupy the old Earth and the new Earth. Yeah. Is this the time that she was talking about, do you think? I, I believe we're in the, you know, there's several things I've seen. Um, you know, there's been the, like the, another planet created out here. And I've heard many sessions talking about that. And then as people change and move and ascend and, and whatever we're doing, they're going to that. Then we also have where this planet itself is ascending into 5d. I'm not sure if these are two separate things or they're the similar things because where everything I keep getting is about, this planet 
ascending and into the 5D. So it could be the same. Now, when it, when it does that, you have, you have a splitting because you have the 3D view and you have the 5D view. So this is what's really cool about this is it's not just one thing that's happening. It's not one event that's happening. It's however many people we have on the earth. It's that many billions of experiences and events that are happening to get this to that place. So we're all having our own experience of this ascension and of this movement into this other dimension. Now, where the thing comes for our growth is that we have this 3D playing out over here that we can go join and play in at any time. And that's perfectly fine. That's your choice. Or you can make choices that say, you know what? I don't want to play there anymore. I want to play over here in the 5D. I want to stay over here in the 5D. Well, see, that requires choices. Choices not to get caught up in the emotions and all the drama of 3D because that's what it is. It's just, it's emotions and drama and heightened things and just to get our attention. It's like a big fun thriller movie or something. Oh, look at here, look at this because this is whatever. It's a train wreck, you know, let's look at it. Well, but you have to make a conscious choice to shift your viewpoint. Make, you know, I don't, I don't wanna be over there anymore. I wanna do this. Well, see, as soon as you do that, your world is shifting. That is not part of your world anymore. It shifts. It may still be there. You may still be aware of it, but it's not impacting your world. Mm -hmm. Just try it. You will see. I was amazed when I, I just kept saying, well, it's not my world, not my world, not my world. And then pretty soon I started really, it really isn't in my world. Oh you my really God. noticed the difference after you Absolutely. started saying that with. Yeah, it took Adam. a little bit before I really noticed it because it's so subtle. But it was what I was finding was. Um, because I just, you know, I mean, my, my big example, and it's still going on to this day. My big example was the election, um, the last, not this one, but the one before. Okay. So we're going back a few years and I, because of the traveling that I was doing, I, I wasn't getting all the stuff that was going on with the politics, with the, with the election. And so I happened to watch something and it was like the debate and I, didn't know where we were in the process and happened to be the final debate. And I'm like, these are the two candidates. I thought there'd be more. I mean, these are the two options. That's where it was in the thing. And that's all I saw. I'm like, well, okay, that doesn't make sense. It just seems silly to me. And I just shut it down. And I'm like, not in my world. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just like, I'm not part of that. And it was just so funny because I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't being exposed to it. I had that one exposure. And then after that, it never was in my world. It, but, and I go to restaurants that have TVs on and the TV would not have politics. It would have cartoons. <laughs> I mean, it was like, this is so funny. And I, that's when it caught my attention. It's like, I am really, it's like I was not even being allowed to see politics. It was like, I kept saying it's not in my world. So it was literally cut out of my world. <laughs> Just do you hear what she's saying, Journeyers? This is huge. I knew it. I, I said, let this conversation go where it needs to go for the highest good of all involved. And I mean it. I want each and every one of you to take something from this. I certainly am. Here's the mantra. Not in my world. In my world. And mean it. Mm -hmm. Set your boundaries. Mm -hmm. Create your world. We're living in a metaphysically potent time. I think I say it every show. Mm -hmm. We're talking all things metaphysics today. Do you think 
that a mantra like this is even more potent today than say, if you were to say it 10 years ago? Do you think it's more potent today? Do you think we can achieve the reality creation even easier today, Julia? Oh, absolutely. Every day we are getting more and more powerful. Every day that the time gap between speaking and thinking and creating is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, it's always been there. It's just now we're becoming more conscious of it. So yes, watching your words, watching your thoughts and something as simple as not in my world is huge to, if you, it's just all about, but you see something it's, or if somebody says, well, what about this? Oh my gosh. And you are like, I just think not in my world. That is not part of my world. I choose to not have that in my world. So I just by saying that, see, it's making a distinction in my energy. That's not part of my world. I think of people, <clears throat> excuse me, I've heard occasions sporadically of individuals who are able to go undetected while walking down the street. The inference is that they're literally walking in a world that mm -hmm. every else can't see Absolutely. is this what we're ultimately talking about yeah i mean i i hey guys out there i want you to chime in have you had times where you felt like they don't see me they don't see me it's happening yes they're they don't see you not all the times but there's times when you really are in another dimension and people can't see you i've had i've almost got hit a few times in a car and it was like and i remember thinking Oh my God, it's like they don't see me. And then it dawned on me, oh, they don't see me. <laughs> they don't the see you. <laughs> but as soon as I said that, then they saw me. See, <laughs> it was like I was just in another dimension. It's happening to us constantly. Mm -hmm. You're just now becoming more conscious of it. Absolutely. So stay aware and just kind of pay attention to things like that. Absolutely. I mean, you look, I put on my cloak you know, my cooking device, <laughs> I'm, I'm meandering around, but you just shifted dimensions. It's wonderful. So, so what you're, what I think you're saying, Julia, is that we can even control, because we're becoming conscious of it, more conscious of it, mm -hmm. we may be able to control the traversing of the dimensions more now. Yeah. It's all about, well, it's like, it's more like, where do you want to be rather than where do you not want to be? So if you just say not in my world to the things that you don't want in your energy or the dimension you don't want to play in, then you will immediately just go over here to a different dimension. You'll go to another one, higher one. I keep wanting to say higher. Um, it's, you know, only because five is higher than three. Okay. In our mental thinking, mm -hmm. right. But let's just say it's a different dimension. If that, for those that don't want to use hierarchical right <laughs> which i tend not to do that's why i named my show higher journeys i'm like where did i get that from i'm so anti-hierarchical <laughs> you know what i mean you know what i mean yeah we'll just do it like this <laughs> right oh my gosh you know what else is coming to me i love when we have these sort of free mm -hmm. free flowing conversations because the things that need to be discussed are the nighttime journey Mm -hmm. Something heavy is going on, I think, always with us traveling. Always, yeah. Particularly people that are waking up feeling exhausted. I've heard that. What's going on? <laughs> Where are we going in the nighttime? Are we traveling uh, interdimensionally, extradimensionally? Again, now more than ever. What, are you, what comments do you have about mm -hmm. the nighttime sojourn? All of the above. Where <laughs> you, remember, you, have to, you have to remember the soul 
is infinite and it doesn't get tired. It's the body that gets tired. So it's the one that has to go to sleep. The conscious mind and the body go to sleep and rest and heal and rejuvenate and all the things that they're doing. All the cells are getting all this wonderful energy. Mm-hmm. The soul is doesn't it's energy it's just pure energy so it goes off i mean it get bored if it's just sitting there okay you know <laughs> but i do not so it goes off and has journeys you know and then and it so we have all kinds of things some of the things we're doing at night is we're going and we're helping others maybe in severe situations helping them uh cross over you know if sometimes if you have mass um deaths or mass like i don't know what to call it um you know like uh, oh gosh, why is this coming? 9-11. Mm. Okay, as an mass example. Deaths. Yeah. Mass casualties. Mass, mass casualties, exactly. There needed to be extra souls on board to help these souls, you know, to kind of, they were they, that was so immediate and, and they needed help, you know, just to know where to go, that kind of thing. So sometimes we do that. Uh, sometimes we're out there just helping individuals, you know, that because we like to do that. Sometimes we're in other realms learning. And sometimes we're, you know, we're, we always go to school. We always love to learn and grow. And so we're always doing things. Oh, and what they're telling me now is a lot of things we're doing are preparing for other things that we're getting ready to do in the human life. So it's like we have all these different things. We said we're playing out scenarios. That's cool. Um, of kind of what we want to do ahead. We're just playing it out. We're just reenacting. We're going over things. This is a whole new thing that's coming in right now. So that's cool. Hmm. Um yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's like, okay, what, who do we need to play in these parts that we're going to do here now? What do we want to do here? What, you know, so we're out there. We get, we are great and powerful beings. That's, that's what I really want to relay is how great we are. And so we go off and we do things that are part of that greatness. We're not stuck in this, this illusion. Remember that was, what was it in mom's book? One of the convoluted universe books there's a chapter called the dreamer dreams a dream and it was like which one is really the dream we think Mm -hmm. we're dreaming and that's oh that's a dream that's actually the reality that's who we really are and we're having these experiences and to that reality this one is the dream so let you know so at any point we can wake up from this dream and actually be who we really are so when you say something like not in my world that kind of goes with that mm-hmm. because in my world uh, or, or, or what, how can I put this? The thing that you're saying, not in my world is the dream. Right. The, the thing that you are saying, not in my world, that thing mm-hmm. is the dream. Yeah, that's the, the dream has to be bad. It's just right. not real. What is real though? Yeah. What is real? Mm-hmm. Um, everything's an illusion <laughs> because we're we're creating all the time and so at any point you can change the creation you know and just by saying well that's not my world i mean you can't people are trying to push their creations on us all the time all the time we don't have to accept it that's not in my world i have a different creation going on over here thank you i think okay. righteous indignation is definitely important the way you said that not in my and, and here's the other thing i just said this with to, to uh or with uh, caroline corey a brilliant filmmaker and consciousness researcher was on a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and i said to her uh in any sort of mantra affirmation anything that we choose as an intention it's mm-hmm. not just the recitation it's the emotion mm-hmm. that that's behind it that i think really gives it energy to be what it is you speak. You Absolutely. can't just speak yeah. it. You, the you way have you to just, mean it. You have to mean you gotta it. You got to mean it. 
not in my world. Mm-hmm. And we won't fill in the blank. I, I bet a few of us mm-hmm. could figure out what that not in my world would denote. <laughs> it can be anything. I mean, it just we have so many options during a day of what to include and what not to include in our worlds. So, <laughs> so here's my question. Some would argue, okay, that's sort of a, a negative, the, the not, you're not supposed to include something that's a not, or I don't want, you know what I'm saying? How would okay, you first do- of all, get out of your head, get to your heart. Over. Huh? Get out of your head, get into your heart over. Right. I mean, that's when that's man, that's ego that picks that apart. Right. Right. But if you were to read, I know where you're going. I just wanted to throw that out there. You <laughs> point taken. <laughs> Julie and I are always silly. You gotta just go with it. <laughs> How would you flip that phrase to make it more of a positive? Um I, I'm not gonna put words in your mouth. Okay, so we'll we'll I mean definitely- that works. So so see that's what I'm saying is it's it's the conscious mind, it's the ego that has come up with this thing of, oh, these negative words don't they they actually have opposite effects. I mean you but it's it's the intent behind it. Always look at the intent. I am making a barrier, I'm putting a boundary on myself, and I don't want that and I that's not part of my world. Not part of my world. That's all I'm saying, it's not part of my world. Um I don't know, I mean I could say all of this is part of my world. And by me not by me not saying anything about that, then it excludes it automatically. I mean, I could do that, but um I get what you're saying. There's something more my world works. It's Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Cynthia Sue Larson, another great researcher, has a mantra. She says, How good can how good can it get? Mm -hmm. leaving the door open for infinite uh, positive possibilities. So absolutely, and that's a wonderful one. Just you know always keep yourself open to the good rather than always focusing on this, whatever the negative. See, that's another way of focusing on what you want. It's like, just how good can it get? How okay. wonderful. Oh my gosh. How many miracles can happen today? How many, how much magic can I create in my life? You know, stay over there on that side of the, on the, of the wall. If you want to, again, this is always your choice. I think it's balanced too. I think it's balanced too. You know, we can't stay in la la land. Not that you'd ever want to be in la la land per se, but uh, it's equilibrium acknowledging things are really effed up right now for a lot of different reasons on a a lot of different levels. That's where you would use the, they may be in your world. I wouldn't say that not in my world, not in this world, not in this, maybe even use your hands to draw the yeah. circle around you. Yeah. Uh, but then on the bubble, a bubble. <laughs> right. A I'm quarantining myself from <laughs> this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, listen, we're going to take a quick break because we, we have more to come. But uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about the metaphysical and we're going to talk about QHHT. You know what that acronym means, don't you? Speaking of which, let's take this break and we'll be right back. We are living at a time of great challenge and incredible opportunity. A time when taking life into our own hands, charting our own course, and finding our own answers is more accessible than ever before. During this time, you may be asking yourself, what am I called to do? What if I could discover not only my own inner healing power, but help others all over this planet discover theirs? We all have the ability to heal ourselves, but it takes a special approach, a unique approach. 
quantum healing hypnosis technique, also known as QHHT, a method developed by pioneering hypnotherapist and past life regression expert Dolores Cannon, is the approach that thousands have used and taught to access the deeper aspect of the self for healing at the core level. We all have the ability to tap into the higher self, the oversoul, the higher consciousness, and we have the means to help others to do the same. QHHT is designed to help the individual access the subconscious, the storehouse of all information through visualization at the deepest level imaginable, a process that Dolores Cannon discovered and refined during her decades of working with individuals from around the globe. Training with QHHT will provide the guidance and give you the tools to help others tap that incredible force within. Now you can access this exclusive training online, bringing the tools needed right to you so you can assist others in finding their own answers and achieve total healing. This is powerful and needed now more than ever. Be a part of the pioneering work and legacy of Dolores Cannon by learning QHHT. Start today by clicking on the link in the description of this show to get started. And when you do, don't forget to mention Higher Journeys to get a 10% course discount when you sign up. It's time we all take back control of our lives and chart the course for success at every level. It's time to discover the power of quantum healing hypnosis technique by helping others to help themselves. And by doing this, we are helping to heal the world. All right, everyone, we're back. Here's a question that occurred to me during the break. Is saying, not in my world, the first step to self-healing? You're choosing. See, you're choosing what you want. You're choosing. You're not just taking bombardment. You're not just taking everything. You're, You're setting up your boundaries and saying, this, I don't want this. I want this. You know, I am choosing what I have. That is love. That's self-love, which is self-healing. You know, you have to love yourself to, gosh, you know, we've heard these things so many times. In order to love anybody else, you have to love yourself first. In order to have health, you have to be healthy first. Well, and, and health comes from love and it comes from establishing your boundaries. So that's how I see this is like, I'm establishing what I want in my world and what I don't want. And it's like, and, and I know I'm, I'm going to be honest with you here. I've been honest with you the whole time, but it's like when I first got this information, it was like, I remember thinking, Oh, that's so Pollyanna. That's so like you were saying in little La La land kind of thing. Oh my gosh. That's so silly. You know, to, to look at it that way. I'm talking to my guides when I'm saying this, it's like, that doesn't, it can't be that simple. And they're saying it is that simple. Every single thing is a choice. You can go left or you can go right. You can choose that to be in your world or you can choose this to be in your world. So it's all a matter of which direction do you want to go. And it's that simple. And yeah, you may be aware of these things, but they don't have to be impacting your world. And that's the very, very Mm -hmm. critical question that you ask is, when people say, oh, my gosh, all this stuff, it is in my world. It is in my world. It's like, is it really in your day to day world? I mean, we may be talking about like before it was all the the wars and all the things you know going on. It's like, is that really in your world? And we look at all this stuff. Yeah, it's bombarded in our world by media. But how much power does it take and effort does it take to off? Turn That's right. off. Yeah. 
they're cho- those are the choices that are, are clear and in our face. Yeah. So interesting. And I'm, you know, one of them. Now I always use the excuse, well, I'm a journalist and I got to know what's going on. But <laughs> I have said, Alexis, now let's just take a step back. Mm-hmm. And I participate. I participate in mainstream media to an extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean I have to bombard myself as, as a consumer of it all the time. Uh, but I lost my train of thought. That's well, happening a lot too. But, well, I think this is because this is exactly because I kept hearing all the time. I have to be aware. I have to be aware. We all have to be aware. Do we? Exactly. Do it's we like, really? really? But there's, there's, you know, you're going to be aware. I mean, it's going to, it's out there. It's all being put in our face. There's being aware of it and being allowing it into our world. Okay. And letting it impact. So there's being aware and being emotionally involved. But that's right. That's a distinction to make. I can be aware of it, but not get emotionally interactive with mm-hmm. it, not let it fire up all my chargers and things like that. That's getting emotionally involved. That means you just got sucked That's right, right. <laughs> which is easy to do because we're habitual Hopefully. creatures, the best of us. I mean, look, these are the things, these are the mantras that I kind of live, I try to live by, but I slip every now and then. You know, you go back to these phrases, Julia, like uh, you may be in the world, but not of it. That kind of has a similar connotation. Mm-hmm. One that I like is you can be an observer, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you have to participate. I love the act of observation mm-hmm. because yeah. in observation, you need to be more in a, new, a, a position of neutrality. Mm-hmm. So you're aware of what's going on, but you're sort of above, here we go hierarchically again, mm-hmm. who cares? You're above kind of just viewing it from, from a larger purview. Well, and I- I think that's the goal. I really think that's the goal is to get to that place where you're able to look at things much more objectively mm-hmm. and you don't get so emotionally charged and emotionally involved. I really believe that's the goal. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Let's talk about the healing because we're, we're having a great conversation. There's nothing Pollyannish about this folks. It's powerful. It's simple. And, and yet, because we're habitual creatures, let's give ourselves permission to say it's going to take a little while to unravel. If you're ready, if you're ready to take on the challenge, let's start. Let's get about the business of unraveling so we can get back to the simplicity uh, and the power of, of, of who we are. Let's talk about healing mm-hmm. vis-a-vis QHHT. How's that for a segue? Because I think it's, I want to dig into this a little bit. We're going to spend the <laughs> remainder of our time on this. Mm-hmm. Then, by the way, we are going to the after show. Just so you know, the members only after show, and you know what we're going to be talking about? Tell us, Julia, what are we going to be talking about? Oh, let's see. Something about um, backdrop people. (laughs) You know what that's all about, right? Well, we're still trying to figure out what it's all about, but this is something that uh, Dolores and uh, Julia have talked about and something I've been intrigued with. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned for that. Now, backdrop people, we'll plug it one more time before we head on over there. For the moment, we're going to talk about QHHT. So here is what I'm noticing. Quantum healing hypnosis technique. Uh, I'm going to assume that most of y'all watching are already familiar with it. Maybe uh, Julia, for those that aren't, can give a little bit of an overview. But the bottom line is this is a an innovative, powerful technique that your mother, bless her heart, had an epiphany about over years, mm-hmm. discovered it with the help of her guides, refined it, and it has stood the test of time. And I have vowed to get more involved. I'm so happy to be partnering with with Julia, along with a great team 
to get the word out about QHHT. And as a result, I'm seeing a lot of people getting involved. What's first of all, let's let's start at the beginning. Give us a little just a brief <laughs> overview of what it is, and then I want to get into. It is hot right now. People want are wanting to be healers. Yeah. And I'm sure some of you out there right now want to. Tell us what it is and why you think people are so into it right now. I don't know. Uh, there's somebody. Whew. Talk about the love and, and speaking. Um, I'm picking up on somebody. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway, but that's, that's fine. Um, okay. So my mother developed this technique. And this came over a long period of time. So it was very subtle and everything. She was guided to do this. But what it is, the beauty of QHHT it's a, it shows you how to connect with your higher self to get all of your own answers for yourself. You don't, there's no need to go to outside sources. That's always giving our power away when we do that. This is showing us how to take our power back and how we have all of that power. We are the ones with the direct connection to our own higher self. So in that process, we have, like that ad said, it was gorgeous because it's like we have our own connection to the storehouse of knowledge for ourselves. It's wonderful. Now that in itself is healing because answers bring healing. That I know there's more to this to explain how our physical bodies being ill might be fixed by having answers to questions, but it, that's what happens. When you receive answers and you understand where things are coming from and why they're happening in this life now, it brings perspective. It brings healing to everything that's going on in your life. Hmm. How cool is that? And like you said, when and if you're drawn to that, I mean, that's what we're doing when we help people now. So this is helping the world one person at a time to heal. And then it does. It heals the world. I, that is what I've always seen for this. This is how. We as a collective heal the world. We as a collective heal the world and it's needed now more than ever. Absolutely. So as I, that's why people are drawn to it. I, okay. I, I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. No, you're the guest. I'm well, well, I feel like that's like you said, so many people are, it is hot. People are wanting it to, to do that. It's because we're remembering parts about ourselves. You know, we've been healers. We've had healing abilities throughout eons of time. And in, but in those times, you know, we might have gotten killed for it. We might have gotten, you know, there were some ramifications, not so great ones. And so we still have that desire to help, but we're not sure what it looks like. And that's where this is resonating to somebody. I've got the truth bumps all over my body, right? Now. <laughs> this is resonating to so many people because they're, they're remembering that part of themselves that wants to do that. And it's that, you know, that's why we're here on planet earth really is to help each other. To help well, each this other. This is a beautiful way to help each other. It really is. You go to the QHHT website of which we will of course have a link below uh, in the description. And I love the way you have testimonials that come up that pop up like little um, word balloons mm -hmm. of people talking about their experience. And it's constant. I mean, it's just a constant flow of individuals. It's powerful. God bless your mother and, and you for, oh, for goodness sakes, for what you are carrying on. I don't think you have any idea the impact that uh, you're having in carrying oh. your mother's legacy forward. Probably not. Just like my mother didn't have any idea of the impact that she had. And uh, and that's what's so cool about it is because I can look at what happened from what she did and I can 
I can just make an assumption, okay, that this is still, you know, working and everything, that it's going out there. But when you're in it, because I see where she was at, she was just doing her thing. You know, she was curious and she found this and she started sharing it. And then she was guided to start teaching it. And that's where the QHHT course came from. Start teaching this to people because they said, there's too many people in the world that need sessions. You can't do them all. <laughs> so you have mm. to and so that's where that started. Now I'm doing the same thing. I'm just doing, I'm doing the work. I'm in there. Try, I, I don't know. I, that's how it is with most people. You know, you're doing your thing. You're doing what you love, not realizing necessarily the impact it's having out there, but that's not, that's like an outer reward. You know, that's wonderful that it's happening. The work is what's important. <laughs> and so that's how I, I think I, it's the butterfly effect is what's happening. Mm -hmm. Just the, the, the fact, I mean, what did, how did we start this conversation? How we're picking up emotions from other people? The bottom line is whether it's deleterious, if it's bad, or if it's great, we're connected. So no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter what act we wield, it's going to affect others. And with this, that's in a very good way. How long does it take? Now, I know you've got two courses, level one and two, correct? You do have a level three. I didn't know that I knew that. Mm -hmm. What What are the average, what's the average duration? I know that they're online now. They Is are online, yeah. Mm. That's been a beautiful result of this chaotic world we're living in. Mm. <laughs> you want to get back to doing <laughs> it physically, though? Can we put it into a positive? Actually, you know what? Um, I've looked at that and people keep saying, are we going to have physical, like level twos, especially level two classes. And what we created online is actually so much better than our live class. It's, it's like, gosh, that would be like going backwards. I don't right. know that I want to do that. <laughs> really? I mean, the thing that was probably the best thing about the live class was the camaraderie, all of us getting together. Well, that's what, so maybe you could create something sort of as a supplement for people that have gone through the course. So maybe you're not going there to teach the course, but to discuss new innovations and other things. Oh, you can create whatever you want. Exactly. And like, we're, yeah, we're talking about like reunions, retreats and something. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Just that's think a great that we thing. get together. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the new course, I mean, it, it's it's so built out. It's got so much more than a live course ever could have. Plus, you get unlimited access. That's so you right. Can go back and keep referring back to the material. I love it. So, yeah, we'll have a link. And we get a discount. If you put higher journeys in, you get a discount. So it's all good. Speaking of QHHT and people that have gone through the program, I have a surprise message for you. Ready to hear it? Okay. Ready to hear it, journeyers? I hope you can hear it, Julie. I'm going to. Because okay. I've got, I'm plugged in with my headphone, but let's just see who has something to say. Somebody you know about QHHT. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Hello. Alexis and Julia, this is Kathleen Marden, and I'm here to say that QHHT hypnosis training is wonderful. I had training, and I'm now a level two practitioner. Uh, I trained with Julia, and also through uh, videos of her mother, her now deceased late mother, and uh, it, it was fantastic. I would recommend it to anyone. I use it in my practice, but I work exclusively with experiencers of contact, and it is the kindest, most gentle method of hypnosis 
in working with experiences. So keep up the good work. Take care. Oh, so sweet. She is such a sweetheart. <laughs> I love Kathleen. And the timing is perfect because guess who's going to be on the show next week to be talking about Betty and Barney Hill's 60th anniversary of their oh abduction goodness. experience. Yep. 60 years? 60 years, September of 1961. Wow. wow. So Kathleen Martin, uh, also well known for her great work she's doing with MUFON. Mm -hmm. She'll be our guest next week. But I thought, I had an epiphany yesterday. I'm like, oh. Yesterday was like a really creative day for me. I'm like, <laughs> I have an idea. Let me see if I can get Kathleen on the phone and leave a message for Julia because I know that she had gone through the training and she talks about it. She, mm -hmm. I think she gave a, a, a workshop, obviously a, 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 a hybrid version at Contact in the Desert several years ago and I introduced her talk. That's where I got to know uh, Kathleen. So she sings your praises constantly. So Oh, so, so sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's powerful <laughs> stuff, guys. And I was saying to Julia off air that I, I have not gone through the training myself. I don't know that it's suited for me because of the work that I do. Uh, and, and yet there's always that temptation. I think at some level, we all want to be healers at some level. Uh, mine is a time factor. I don't know that I could carve out that time, but I want to somehow uh, maybe go through a session of being the recipient of, of mm -hmm. the, the hypnosis. So we're going to be talking about that. And so I can share more with you. So I'm really yeah. excited. Well, and if, so, and if any of you do want to experience that, just go to the qhhtofficial.com website and go to find a practitioner and look for someone in your area. Just mm -hmm. look for, just see who's there, see who resonates with you. I mean, do your due diligence because I, the only ones we can put our stamp of approval on that we know exactly what they're doing are level three practitioners. Everybody mm -hmm. else is like they're still in the process of, and I, I don't actually have hands-on visuals to see exactly what they're doing. Um, I hear a lot of wonderful things, and I can probably recommend a lot of wonderful people. Uh, but it's just I'm just saying do your due diligence and see who feels right for you, okay? And that's the best way to do this. And have an experience if that's what you're wanting. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> How long? When did when did your mom come up with the name and really kind of brand it and make it QHHT? <laughs> I can tell you exactly. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really funny because it started when uh, when she first started teaching it. It was just called Dolores Cannon's Advanced Past Life Therapy, I think, um, something like that. In two thousand. 10, mm -hmm. 2010 or 2011. I hear I say, I know where I was. Um, but anyway, it was, we were in a class and in those, in the live class, what we do is like she would do the teaching and then she would do a demonstration with someone in the class. She'd put them under and then show, pull it all together and then show the process being done. After that, somebody was healed. This person was healed of all these different things during that session. And so the class was just this one man in the back of the class. He's like, dumbfounded he just completely flabbergasted he's like you have got to change the name of this to show to be something that even comes close to what you just did <laughs> because that name no way shows what's actually going on in this class so the next weekend mom and i got together we're like okay let's let's think about this you know and so we just started you know if we were gonna make it 
a name that reflects what's happening, what would it be? And so the first thing was like, well, it's quantum. Whatever is happening here is quantum. It's happening on the minute level. It's happening on this macro level. It's mm -hmm. so quantum. And this is back before quantum was really popular. I mean, in fact, I looked it up to see if this was going to be conflicting with anything else. There's only one other company using the word quantum. <laughs> so that shows. Wow. <laughs> happened. Okay. So then and it's like, well, we get healing. It's hypnosis. And at that time we used therapy. We had that word in there. Okay. Well, we've since learned that that word is, has all kinds of medical issues associated <laughs> with it. And you'll get into all kinds of, you know, issues with the medical community. So we changed it to technique that makes it where it's all fine. You know, you won't have any legal issues going with that. So that's where we came up with that name. Love it. Mm -hmm. And the acronym, which, you know, we love our acronyms. Q H H T is just catchy. Mm -hmm. It's very catchy. Yeah. <laughs> We talk about the words that we speak and the energy signatures that they have. And I'm sure it has its own, uh, not just the whole name, but even just the acronyms. You could look yeah. at it numerologically. Did you ever do that? No, I haven't. I'm just saying I've never done that, but I bet it does. <laughs> Let's do that in the after show. Mm -hmm. Let's, I, I don't know why I, well, I, I find numerology fascinating anyway, but equating, taking the numerological significance of letters boiling it down to a single digit, right. see what you come up with. Be interesting to see. You guys can do it right now if you want Q, letter Q. Mm -hmm. I know what letter of the alphabet that is because it's talked about in another context that we don't cover on this show. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Q, H, H, T. Put it together and see what you come up with. <laughs> I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I have to figure it out. So Q is 17. I know that. Okay. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. So we've got 17, 8, Well, eight. 17 would be an 8 because it's going to go down to the single digit. So we've got, right, 17 is 8, H is 8, H is 8. What's T? Help us, journeyers, quick. T, T-U-V-W-X-Y-Z. It is 19. No. Yes. 26 letters in the alphabet. Help me here. I'm trying to do some quick. There's 26 letters in the alphabet. T-U-V-W-X-Y-Z. So it's That's six to the 20th. So it's a two. Two. Wouldn't that be funny if it was an eight? You got a lot of eights there. A lot of eights. Infinity. Wow. Absolutely. Eight, I think, is also represents healing. <laughs> I, think, I think. I think. What little so bit of... That just came to me. Take the, I get this every once in a while. Add that. The, there's a significance to the, the acronym that you're using. Q-H-H-T. Okay. But add it all together now. Three times eight. I know what it is. It's yeah. It's going to come down to one. No. I, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Three eights. If you add those three eights, those first That's three. 24. Eight, 24, which is six. Six. Now you've got the final two. Eight. <laughs> I, if, if we're doing it right, that's true what it seems like. We're going to take this over to the after show. we got to shut this down. You coming now? <laughs> are you coming to the after show now? We are because we need, to, we need to shut this down. Listen, Julia, before we go, let us know what's up next for you, where we can go to find more of your work. We're obviously going to have the link and then we're going to shove on over next door to the after show. What's happening for you next? Um, we just keep creating <laughs> courses. I don't know what we're doing. We just keep – we've started um, – 
more promotions on the the level one courses like we're doing here um the level two i mean we just keep building those out and we're looking for more things to do there as soon as we get word that we can travel um more extensively then we can do some things i'm actually doing some personal and private trips that i think will start turning into some of these kind of retreats or reunions or whatever because we we put out a limited little um i'll be going somewhere next week uh, to us like a sacred place. And um, um, there are some people joining. So I'm not sure how the word gets out, but I think that's going to develop into, hey, everybody, we're going to be here. <laughs> so kind of thing. Okay. Dare to share? Or do you want to share offline? I'm just going to say, I think we're close enough that, you know, it's like if you're in the area, come on, you know, just come on over. If you happen to see us, I'm going to be in Sedona. <laughs> so what's um, going to Sedona. You're going next week? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk. I don't know if I can hop a flight next week because I got to get ready to film again. But <laughs> keep us informed, Julia. Let let us know because I think I know people are getting itchy. Some people have been traveling all along, but I know that they would love to see you. So uh, that's a great thing. Beautiful. All right, y'all. Let me put up this banner. Meet us over on Patreon because we're going to be talking about backdrop people. Did you hear that? <laughs> we're going to talk about the backdrop people. Have you seen? Do you know what they are? You know what they are. Let me see if I can sum it up. I'm talking to the audience. <laughs> Backdrop people, for those of you that don't know, is probably one of the most enigmatic things that uh, Julia's mom, Dolores, uh, researched, was told about, discovered, mm -hmm. explored. This idea that there may be individuals walking amongst us that may not be who we think they are. Think extras in a play. They don't really say much. They're just kind of there filling up space. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's the end of the story. So I figured we'd just go and kind of dive a little deeper into that idea in our Patreon after show. So off we go to see uh, if the backdrop people are around. I have a couple of interesting questions for you in that regard. So in any case, I'll take the banner down. Julia, as always, this is number three for you, I think, on our show. Oh, number cool. three, lucky three. We got to get to eight. <laughs> That's the note. Yes, yes, we must. <laughs> as always, I love you. You know that. Thank you so much. And so happy to hear that uh, your life is, is beautiful and continues to be mm -hmm. in the midst of all of this wonkiness. And I can tell by the smile as soon as we sign out, I'm like, she's doing good because you got that great smile going. So happy to hear that. Thank you so much. And thank you, Journeyers, as always. We hope to see you over on Patreon. If not, we'll see you for the next episode with Kathleen Martin right here. Yeah, on give Patreon. Kathleen a big hug for me. I will. Thank you, Kathleen. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.